Welcome to the 58 West King Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cosentino. I'm joined today by Josh Callis. We break down our half point per reception mock draft and give our full endorsement to the Nate Molinay, Jason Baziotis 2024 presidential campaign. Enjoy. Josh, welcome to episode 29. So glad you can join me. Thanks for having me back. I've been looking forward to this mock draft with you. But first, as we always do, let's begin by doing some manager on manager. So what do you got? Um, so it's twofold, one serious, one kind of funny. Okay. As someone who I'll be getting married next year, um, helping raise a four-year-old, like, do you have any advice for being a good dad and how to navigate all that? Uh, yeah. And I wasn't good when we first started. It's kind of like trial and error, right? Your soon-to-be daughter is a little, little older, so this may not be as, as big of a deal, but just setting expectations for them, kind of letting them know what you expect. Like if you want them to be on some type of regiment, like in the morning, like get up, brush your teeth, make your bed, pick up your room. Yeah. Make sure they know what you want from them. That way you're not wrestling with them every single morning because <laughs> yeah. me and Charlotte find ourselves doing that with our kids more often than not. So we got stubborn ones though. Yeah. I mean, then that's been the struggle. He's four and very aware that I'm not his dad because he's told me. Okay. But he also tells me he loves me constantly. So it's been it's been a learning process. And I think that's the thing we're finding out as it goes along, like how to navigate that. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of that is how many dad jokes is too many dad jokes? Because I'm finding a lot of them now and I love it. You'll get a lot of shit. You'll get a lot of eye rolls. <laughs> I love it, though. You'll find that people not laughing, but inside, you know, there's roaring laughter. And it, it wants to bubble <laughs> to the surface, but it's not. So the, the answer to that question is there's no limit. No limit All whatsoever. Right. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Thank you for those. Uh, my question for you is, what book are you reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? So book, I don't have anything right now. I was actually, believe it or not, looking on Barnes & Noble earlier today, just trying to find something. Mm -hmm. In our downtime, there's not a lot. Podcast-wise, honestly, it's anything, almost anything from the Ringer Network, from the Rewatchables. Right now, they're doing the Redraftables, just going through like every NBA draft because they have all the downtime in the world. So yeah, um, a lot of those on the way to work. I have about a 30-minute drive or so. I mean, anything from the Ringer Network. It's a great blend of pop culture and sports and current goings-on and all that. Yeah, I really like Bill Simmons. Have you read his book? Yes. Is it pretty good? He highly recommends it, but I mean, he's a little biased there, right, as the author. As long as you're talking about the book of basketball, I think he wrote yep. another one about the Red Sox. But um, if it's a book of basketball, you have to love basketball. But I've been a big fan of his writing back to the sports guy, page two days, you know? He was the Grantland guy, right? That's where all that started. Yeah, that's, he started Grantland. Then when he left ESPN, started The Ringer, which to me, it's a really great site, like a collection of young, up-and-coming, like, writers I guess you would say mm -hmm. and he's really taken the whole podcast thing to another level huge fan I love listening to his and then I think he has Ryan Rosillo on there and those dudes like they talk all sports right but I think their favorite that they always come back to is basketball so oh yeah I know those guys are hurting with the NBA down right now oh yeah all right awesome thank you for that so next segment here in episode 27 Matt and Brandon joined me for a half pair mock draft and I took them to school are you ready to get on the <laughs> school bus Josh yes teach me okay so for this draft Josh and I employed a couple different strategies Josh Josh went with zero RB and I went running back heavy. We used Lee 
tweak settings again and randomize the draft order. Uh, I ended up going first and Josh took pick nine. Also worth noting, we had a celebrity drafter, Nate Molinay, who was picking right before Josh at pick eight. So let's get right into it. With the first pick, I went ahead and took Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Going running back heavy, first running back off the board, it made sense. Pick two was Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, Eric Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and then Nate took Delvin Cook. And then Josh, you were up. Uh, so I took Tyreek Hill. To be honest, I wasn't super thrilled with my options there. I think I would have, if I redid it, I might have gone DeAndre Hopkins. But the thinking there, I mean, obviously, we're I'm going zero running back. He's a, It's a high-scoring uh, offense. He's one of the main guys. So I just figured off the bat, just go with him. If DeAndre Hopkins was still in Houston and nothing had changed, would it have been Hopkins there? Yeah, I 100% would have been. I, I think Murray, I mean, he's going to go to another offense where we'll throw to him. But I'm, I'm always a guy that's rather safe than be the one to find out whether it's going to work or not. All right, next up was Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and then Julio Jones on the turn. Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, and then it was back to you, Josh. Who'd you take? Again, not thrilled with the options, but I went with, again, avoiding running backs. I went with Travis Kelsey. Um, figured there, might as well get the top tight end and just keep going with that offense. Yeah, he went with the Kansas City stack there. Yep. Uh, next, Nate took Kenyon Drake, so also going running back heavy there for Nate. Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Kenny Galladay, George Kittle, the second tight end off the board. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, and then I was up. Uh, sticking with my running back theme, I uh, took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So just like Josh, trying to get a piece of that Kansas City offense. Uh, young, electric running back. Figures to catch a lot of passes. May not be a huge factor early on, but looking for that upside mid and late fantasy season. And then on the turn, back around, sticking with running backs again, went Todd Gurley. Uh, moving over to Atlanta this year. Figures to be behind a improved offensive line. I think he'll have a lot of upside in Atlanta. A lot of targets vacated with Austin Hooper leaving there. And Devontae Freeman, I felt, was kind of underperforming there. So I think there's room for Todd Gurley to grow. Um, if you look at his stats last year versus what I'm projecting this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, next off the board was Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Mari Cooper, Juju, Odell Beckham. Uh, Nate went receiver there. I thought Odell going that late was kind of a, a surprise for this draft. Pretty high upside pick in my opinion. And then Josh, you were up again. Who'd you take? I took Adam Thielen. I was hoping Odell would be there. This strategy really threw me off. I wasn't <laughs> thrilled with a lot, a lot of the guys that ended up coming up, as you can tell by the uh, ending draft grade. But um, I'm thinking with Thielen, Obviously, he has a connection with Kirk Cousins there in Minnesota. I think he can still put up numbers. Uh, they brought in a receiver in the first round, but rookie receivers are kind of hit or miss whether they contribute right away. So I sh you should see a lot of targets. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is gone. Yeah. I imagine Thielen's going to demand that slot more so. Not really sharing it with the likes of Stephon Diggs. All right, next off the board was David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Devontae Parker, and DJ Moore on the turn. Melvin Gordon was next off the board. Scary Terry, McLaurin, and then you were back up, Josh. Who'd you take? I took Cooper Cup. The other options there would have been, um, I could have gone quarterback, but I decided to wait again. Really, the next three receivers were either Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, or A.J. Brown. Keenan Allen was a thought. I personally don't think Justin Herbert is going to be very good, so I kind of avoided that. Uh, Calvin Ridley's the second guy there. I don't know what you're going to see with Tannehill, so I wasn't sure about A.J. Brown. I went with Cup that if he's healthy, he's clearly their number one guy and clearly has a connection with Goff and... I just think that if he can bounce back, like he could be a steal that late. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is gone. So if the Rams figure to play more uh, 12 personnel, you figure to see Woods on one side and Cooper Cup on the other, right? Oh, yeah. Next up, Nate took James Conner. So sticking with his running backs there. Uh, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz, Cortland Sutton. And then I was up. Uh, Would have loved to have gotten Cooper Cup here, but you took him. So I went with Robert Woods on the other side. Brandon Cooks, again, is out of town. So those, those targets, I imagine a few will get spread out across the tight ends. Maybe Van Jefferson. Josh Reynolds, but I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods should see a few more. And then on the turn,
turn back around. Um, Robert Woods is my first receiver. So I went ahead and took uh, Tyler Lockett. So kind of one of those low floor, but high ceiling guys that could kind of go off any week there with Russell Wilson in Seattle. So getting my second receiver and the next off the board was Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, and then Nate took Mark Ingram. So four running backs out of his first five picks. That's a typical Nate fashion. And then Josh, you were up and this is a Josh Callis pick if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> so the thinking here was I feel like I have my top receivers here. The other options at receiver weren't overly attractive. Same with tight end. And I debated between him and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, I'm a Cowboy fan, but just looking at trying to be biased, Dak has a lot more weapons. Deshaun just lost his best weapon. And I figured the upside with Dak it potentially entering on a one-year franchise deal in a prove-it year. I just think the upside there is he's going to be a lot better. Yeah, damn good season last year. So if he, if he continues to have these contract years, I mean, we're going to continue to see great fantasy output, right? Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, with Mike Sherman's history of not really running the ball, you figure they're just going to throw the ball around there. I mean, they may have to with the losses on defense. For sure. All right, next off the board was Devin Singletary, DJ Chark, Cam Akers, Russell Wilson on the turn, and then Darren Waller, DK Metcalf, and then back to you, Josh. So right around here with the strategy, had I really employed it right, is when you would probably look at running back. A guy like DeAndre Swift would have been interesting, but I ended up going with AJ Green partly. Like I said, I was a little confused about when you were supposed to take running backs <laughs> with this. Yeah. But AJ Green's again another bounce back candidate. He's going to have Joe Burrow there, who was the most exciting college football player last year. Um, ton of upside at quarterback, figures to throw the ball downfield a lot more. So he could be a surprise bounce back. Yeah. Improved offensive line, young uh, star quarterback. If AJ Green is healthy, if he's still AJ Green, I mean, you could have locked in a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two in the sixth round. Oh, yeah. I, I love the pick there. Uh, next off the board, Nate went with Evan Ingram, Kyler Murray, Devo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, DeAndre Swift, Deshaun Watson, Austin Hooper. And then I kind of got scared because I saw some tight ends go this round. So I went with Tyler Higby. He had a pretty good end to the 2019 season uh, as the Rams kind of shifted to that 12 personnel look. I think he's still going to be on the field for the same amount of snaps, if not more. So I think those targets that have been vacated by Brandon Cooks and kind of the opportunity there is just going to be Tyler Higby's for the taking. And so on the turn, I took another wide receiver. I took Jarvis Landry. I know he's coming off surgery, but the dude's a target machine, a reception machine. Next off the board was Michael Gallup, Marlon Mack, Julian Edelman, Kareem Hunt, Hunter Henry, Marquise Brown, and then Nate went with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is good at two things, getting traded and having 1,000 yard <laughs> seasons. So I, I like the pick there for Nate in the seventh round. You already mentioned it. DeAndre Hopkins is out of town. Will Fuller can't stay on the field. Randall Cobb is 73 years old. If Cooks can, you know, avoid concussions and missing games due to that, the dude could definitely, you figure him to have another thousand yard season. And then Josh, you were up. Um, so then I took Will Fuller. <laughs> Obviously, he can't stay on the field. I just figure, honestly, that was just kind of a shot, maybe too early for it. They're going to need to throw the ball somewhere. I forget how many balls Hopkins got last year, but he gets, you know, a ton of targets every year. They're going to have to throw to someone, so I figure a shot in the dark there. I probably, if I redid it, maybe would have thought about another quarterback. Just sometimes I like to double up on that, just to have a trade piece down the road in case someone gets hurt somewhere else. So which quarterback would you have looked at here? I hate to say it because of... I'm 
mean, it would have been Carson Wentz. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Carson Wentz. Oh, and Matt would have been Carson too. That would have been good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you went with Fuller, hoping a season with uh, minor injuries. Yeah. But yes, same thing like with Cooks, uh, the opportunities there. If the dude can stay on the field, he's already got the connection with Deshaun Watson, right? Oh, yeah. And when he has been healthy, he's put up numbers. Like, it's just a matter if he can do it. Absolutely. And the targets are there to go around to. Uh, next off the board was Josh Allen, Darius Slayton, John Brown, and then Jared Cook on the turn. Drew Brees was next, Hayden Hurst, and then it was back to you, Josh. Did you take a running back? <laughs> I did not. I took Marvin Jones. <laughs> Honestly, like Detroit has always just had some kind of receivers. He's a guy that if you have this many receivers, you're not starting him every week. But as a bi-week replacement, that's not bad considering what he's been able to put up. Again, it wasn't really liking my options. I probably, I don't know how I missed J.K. Dobbins. That might have been who I took. I know I looked at Rob Gronkowski there as a second tight end, although I don't imagine he'll put up anything more than red zone stuff looking at it now maybe i just missed it i'm reading it right i should have been able to say carson once there so that could have just been as i told you i was drinking at the time we were doing this yeah and i just missed it and that is why you do not drink at your your real fantasy draft <laughs> right <laughs> all right next off the board was jk dobbins so i think nate was probably very happy that he made it past you and he snatched him up and then previously mentioned rob gronkowski went next matt ryan damian williams darius geis sony michelle tom brady and then since he was there i went ahead and filled my quarterback slot with Carson Wentz and then took Jordan Howard on the turn. Next was Kerryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Keyshawn Vaughn, Matt Breida, James White, Ronald Jones. And then Nate took his quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And then Josh, you were up. Now, did you take a running back? I finally took a running back. I took Tevin Coleman, San Francisco. Um, another guy that I believe he got injured. They got rid of Matt Breda. So, I mean, there's going to be carries to go around there. And he's a guy, at this point in the draft, obviously you're not going to get any starting running back. So I figured just go with a good creative offense and see what you can get out of him. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan likes him. San Francisco figures to run the ball a lot. And Raheem Mostert isn't the youngest running back, right? Yeah. I, I don't mind exactly. to pick that late. Next off the board was Naheem Hines, Alexander Madison. Darrell Henderson, Tariq Cohen on the turn, Joshua Kelly, Latavius Murray, and then Callis, who'd you take with your last pick? I took Zach Moss. Okay. I mean, Josh Allen isn't going to throw it all, all over the field. It's a power run. I know he's going to split carries, but he's a young running back, and I figured there's always a chance that the other guy gets hurt. I don't. I kind of like taking that a guy like that late who's probably going to split carries, but it's just a lottery ticket at that point to see if he can take over the job. Okay. And do you feel comfortable with these guys and then kind of playing the waiver wire for running backs? Like, if this if this was your roster yeah I mean I'm not overly thrilled with how it went out but as far as the running back situation yeah I figure if that's the kind of strategy you're gonna deploy that's what you're gonna be looking at anyway it's just trying to find a guy on the waiver wire and if you get lucky and find them or with the depth at wide receiver you can kind of trade a guy and, and find someone there but the idea obviously is to have as many good wide receivers and tight ends as you can have and win at those every week and then just kind of punt the running back position and being a pass league you're gonna get more points out of that anyway i guess i say arguably you have the best wide receiver corpse you have the number one tight end and you have a top three quarterback top five at the very least yeah. so i'd feel pretty good about your roster and playing that waiver wire maybe making a trade later in the season yeah okay nate with his last pick took emmanuel sanders uh boston scott tony pollard duke johnson chase edmonds adrian peterson devonta freeman and then with my last pick i took christian kirk so josh why don't you go ahead and read us your roster so i guess the quarterback it would be dak prescott and then you got tyreek hill and Adam Thielen is your receivers, your tight ends, Travis Kelsey. My two flex, I would probably just, I, I would go back with Cooper Cup and AJ Green and then Tevin Coleman at running back. Uh, Zach Ross. Okay. Yeah. Again, not bad. I love the wide receivers. 
love the tight end, love the quarterback. It's just running back. You can definitely work on that throughout the season. Yeah. And then what was your overall draft grade? Um, they gave me a D minus. Yeah. I don't think they liked your strategy there. Zero RB. They were not a fan. Yeah. And then with Nate at quarterback, he had Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver figure to have Odell Beckham Jr. And Brandon Cooks in his two wide receiver starting slots. Then Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake as his two running backs. And then Flex, I imagine he'll have James Conner and some combination of Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins. And then at tight end, he'll have Evan Ingram. And he finished with a B plus. So solid draft there from Nate. And then for my roster, I had Carson Wentz at quarterback, Robert Woods and Tyler Lockett as my starting wide receivers, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the running backs at my tight end spot, Tyler Higby. And then my flex, I'd probably play Todd Gurley and Jarvis Landry, at least initially. So I, I finished with an A minus. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> Just another day at the office. Go ahead and open the door to let you onto the school bus there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, lesson learned. How'd you feel about going in uh, zero RB? I don't like it. It, <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, but I mean, without giving anything away. One, it was weird because I constantly had to remind myself because guys kept coming up and I wanted to take them instead. And I was like, no, wait, no. So yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't like it because you're leaving so much value on the board for, for Nate to take. Oh, that was basically what was happening the whole time I was watching it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, Yeah, I didn't tell him what your strategy was. <laughs> so he just thinks I'm an idiot. That's great. <laughs> That's great, actually. I'm going to use that until he listens to this. All right. So let's go ahead and pause for station identification. All right, welcome back. We often add a miscellaneous category in these to get to know more about the interviewee. Before I ask you the deep question that I have loaded today, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to pick who I bring on here next in a future episode and what we talk about. So any suggestions? Um, Nate seems like a really funny guy. Uh, I think he's been on there a few times. Bazzi Otis would also be good, okay. only because I follow him on Twitter now, and it seems like we agree on a lot of stuff. So. He's very active on Twitter, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that, so that would be cool. Okay. So what about a Nate and Jason, like a political talk? Because they have kind of differing opinions in a lot of, I guess, across the political spectrum. So that could be really interesting. Yeah, I'd be in for that. All right. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> as long as everyone can remain friends. Yeah, I think we're all mature enough yeah. to have that dialogue. Fair enough. All right. So my question for you, I believe it's important to have goals, whether they're short-term or long-term, kind of something to keep us on the right path. Um, do you have any goals that keep you on the right path that you'd like to share? Yeah. So... The first one short term is we are getting married October 23rd in 2021. Because of our situations, we're going to be paying for the wedding ourselves for the most part. So, I mean, that's just kind of the main thing now. Um, we're doing, we have the photographer book, we have the DJ book, we have the venue and all that. So, it's just checking those things off and uh, throwing money at it. Uh, long term, me specifically, finally being an adult, working on my credit and stuff with the goal of we want to buy a house within two years. Okay. So, I mean, those are the things, man. And like, she's someone that's definitely helped me keep focused on that and realize like what's important. No, that's good. I think we always have to have like the destination kind of in mind, right? When we're driving along uh, the road that is life to keep us kind of focused and not distracted on the things left and right of us. Absolutely. That's awesome. Congratulations again, the engagement, the future wedding and all that. I, I wish you guys the best of luck. So you're, you're paying the bills every month, right? And then you're also just kind of setting money aside, kind of chipping away at that. Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah, well, and not, luckily we've been getting... Um, like a lot of bonuses at work just because of how busy it's been and we've just mm. thrown basically all of those at it so that's been helpful okay that's awesome man I'm happy for you thank you sir all right this next segment is just kind of where we've been doing like the promo thing so is there anything you'd like to promote do you have any friends with podcasts any podcasts you like to push um I mean again if you got if you have downtime and you're not listening to this obviously I would check out anything on the ringer I mean they have political podcasts they have sports they're gonna come out with a baseball one assuming baseball decides to be 
you played this year? They do the rewatchables too. Like if you like movies, like if you're Matt. Oh yeah, that, that's a big one. I've got Matt on the rewatchables and they do like, I mean, they'll do dumb action flicks, romantic comedies. I mean, it's, they run the spectrum. Right now they have a podcast between uh, Jamel Hill and Van Lathan that's covering The Wire, which is pretty good. I mean, they don't need help from me promoting it, but there's something for everyone there. We're, we're just spreading the word for like our little circle. I mean, we're not big. <laughs> right. We're big in Ireland. I think I can say that. We've got a couple listens there. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to again recommend listening to Nate's podcast titled Taco Corp, which can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's a homegrown, grass-fed, free-range, non-GMO production. Uh, give those guys a subscribe, a listen, and a review. So, all right, Josh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you drafting with me and sitting down and taking the time to get this recorded. Have a good one, dude. Absolutely. You too, man. That was good.